Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, it goes without saying, because I say it every week, today is the day that the Lord has made. We should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am. How about you? Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want to apologize for not being able to upload the message on last week. I had the message prepared. I had it ready to be uploaded. But then while while we are transitioning from Anchor to Buzzsprout, um, I wasn't able to uh, fulfill the requirement that Buzzsprout asked for me to do, which was to uh turn it into an MP3 so that it could be transmitted and sent throughout the entire world. You see, Anchor, I just upload and send it and and uh, Anchor would, would send it. But that was the free option. Now, this is the paid option. And the paid option says that you can reach the entire world. Just you have to do it this way. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I decided to shut it down last week because I was getting frustrated. I was getting upset, but then I stopped and I said, Lord, take away from me my feelings and my emotions and allow me to see your truth. And you know, when I did that, the power of the Holy Spirit came over me. He removed my emotion. He removed my feelings and I took myself out of the equation. And when I did that, the Holy Spirit came in and showed me just what I needed to do, because being of a sound mind in the Lord will produce a harvest of greatness. And if this message reaches you, and you are sometimes finding yourself being filled with emotion and and feelings, the truth cannot find itself within you. It has to find itself inside. It has to grow inside because that is your connection. And the world is so filled with feelings and emotions right now that God cannot find it, find himself inside of you because you will not, because not you will not let him in, but some people will not let him in. Let me, let me fix that up real quick. Some people will not allow him to come in because they are so filled with feelings and emotions. And see, that is how the enemy works. The enemy works on our feelings. He works within our emotions And just when we think we're doing the God a favor by representing him through our feelings and emotions, something is missing. And that something is the truth. That truth is what changes us. That truth is what remakes us. That truth is what turns us around. And that truth is what the traveling pulpit offers to you each and every week. That truth is something that you receive here on the traveling pulpit. Why? Because emotion and feelings are removed. And when emotions and feelings are removed, the truth is present. So I've said enough. Let's get into our word today. 
As I said on last week, I had this message ready to go. It was hot off the press. I'm telling you, it was going to be a world changer. Yeah, right. You know, I do the message. I tell everyone I holler and scream for a few minutes and I get off. Well, today is no different. I'm going to holler and scream and I'm going to get off. However, during the course of last week, in my time of communion with the Lord, The Lord revealed to me that he has to be the one to lead me, not me lead him. He has to be the one in charge. He has to be the leader. And so I grabbed the I grabbed the the Bible and I opened it and I said, Lord, show me your glory. You know where the Lord took me? He took me over to Exodus 33. Where we're going to start in on today. He took me to, excuse me, Exodus 33. And in Exodus 33, someone else wanted to see God's glory. A man named Moses. Moses wanted to see God's glory because Moses wanted to make sure that he and God were on the same page. And it's very easy to do to, to want to see God's glory to want to know that you're in a right relationship with God because some people still question their salvation. Am I saved? Am I saved? How do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm saved? Well, I hope here on the traveling pulpit, you will receive that answer. And I hope where you worship that that man will lead you as I'm about to do now, will lead you into where you can see the truth for itself. You can read it for yourself. This is why I give you the Bible verse, the name and the chapter. So you can find it for yourself. Exodus 33, starting at verse 12. I'm just going to go over this real quick. As I say, I holler and scream, then I get off. But, but Moses wanted to see God's glory. Moses wanted to make sure that he was God's chosen leader and he wanted to make sure that he and God was on the same page. And so Moses asked God to see his glory. And and God in his wisdom told Moses, "You cannot see my glory and live. No man can do this." Because if you see God's glory, his 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 glory is so powerful. There is not even death. There is just no existence anymore. You will be consumed with his glory. How do I know this? Because the Bible says it. God told Moses that no man can see his glory and live. No man can see God's face and live. That is God's glory, his face. No man can see it and live. But God had a, he had an all, he had a, uh, what do you call an alternative? He told Moses, he said, what I will do is I will hide you in the cleft of the rock and I will hide you with my hand. And when my glory has passed over you, I will remove my hand and you will see my backside. And that is what God did. So you see, sometimes we have to allow God to get in front of us so that we can follow him. Because we need to follow him. We cannot lead God because we are not God. So when we are leading 
people, we have to let God lead us because God has chosen some to lead. He has chosen some to follow, but we all follow. I don't want to confuse you with what I just said. Some have been called to lead like your, your, your president or a king, you know, pe- people of, 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 of high stature, but some have been called to deliver the word of God. But we all follow God, whether they are a king, whether they are a prince, whether they are a president or whether they are a preacher, we all follow God. So I hope that clarified that for you just a bit and you can able to uh, follow along. But that is what we call hindsight. You know, hindsight being 2020, not the year 2020, but hindsight being 2020, as in I can see clearly now where the Lord is leading me. We don't always get that when we try to lead the Lord because the Lord will not follow us because where we want to go, the Lord will not go. But where the Lord will take us is where we need to follow him. Why? Simply because the Bible is written so that we can see our past. But our past has to be seen with God in it. Then and only then we can see how God has led us out from where we once were. You know, the the person who has raised all types of uh, uh, confusion all their life. Then all of a sudden they've given their life over to the Lord and they don't do those things anymore. Well, people will remember you for what you did, not what you're doing, but the person who changed is able to look back over their life to see just when the Lord changed their life. That's called hindsight. Like with preparing this message on last week and delivering this message and not able to do what I wanted to do with this message, it's hindsight. Now I have the understanding. Now I can see what the Lord has prepared and how he wants this message to be delivered because this was a totally different message on last week. I was saying something the same, but it was totally different. But if you want to see the Lord, if you want to see hindsight, all you have to do is open the Bible. Because the book is hindsight. From Genesis to Malachi, it is hindsight. And from, from Matthew, I'll say to Jude, it's hindsight. Simply because Revelation is a book of unfulfilled prophecy. And prophecy comes from foreknowledge. There are some things that we are going to run into. It's not that we're running into God's glory. We're running into the end of time because these things have have to happen. They have to happen. If you notice throughout the entire Old Testament of the Bible, kings conquered other kings, which uh, which brought down kingdoms by the sword. Every kingdom that was taken over to become a multiple powerful kingdom was taken over by the sword. And do you know in this day and time that the kingdom of the world that we occupy is being taken over by a virus? It's being taken over by a virus and it is not a sword 
that is conquering us, but a needle. But a needle, something so sharp as to penetrate, as was the blade back then, is now become a needle. But this is the foreknowledge that God is bringing us to. The only way you can understand and get this foreknowledge is unless you remove your feelings and emotion to get to the truth. The truth that God is trying to show you is to is to understand that you must follow him. And he not follow you, because if he follows you, he ceases to be God. But if you follow him, he is the God in your life, the God over your life, the protector over your life. But that's what we've become. We've we are going from hindsight to foreknowledge and foreknowledge is another word for prophecy. How do you know that you belong to God? How do you know that you've been saved by his son? And how do you know that you have been connected through the Holy Spirit? You know, because you open your book, you open the Bible. The Bible tells us this. The Bible lets us know upon who belongs to the Lord and who belongs to the world. You can look out your window right now and see the world for the way it wants to be. But you open your book, open your Bible, and you will see God pass you by. You will see him hide you and pass over you so that when he removes his hand, you can see him. That's what he wants to do for you. That's how he wants to do it for you. Things have not changed since Moses. In fact, uh, Solomon, the King, King David's son, has written uh, that there is nothing new under the sun. So ever since the beginning of time, man has chosen one thing, self-destruction. But Christ has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And all we have to do is allow God to lead us. Let him get in front. Let him hide us in the rock. Because truth be told, we all want to see God. We all want to see God. If truth truth is being told, we all want to see God. So the way we see God is by opening up your Bible, spending time in the word, understanding what it is that God wants for you and your life. That kingdom that's about to crumble, that is crumbling, that is about to be taken over by a new kingdom. God has you protected. He has you protected. I cannot tell you a lie. He has you protected. If you belong to him, if you will just open your word and build that relationship with him, you will be protected. Romans 10, 9 tells us, tells us it's the easy, it's the simplest and easiest way to build that relationship with God through Christ. He says, 
If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's just that simple. Then comes the relationship. Why? Because God wants to build a relationship with you through his son. Jesus has gone on record. It's in the book. All you have to do is open the Bible. It's written in the book that no man comes to the father but by me. What that means is if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, God's son, you do not have a relationship with God. You cannot get to the father. Now, a lot of preachers that I've heard over the years, they say you still go to heaven. All right, that's fine. That's fine. You still go to heaven. I'm not going to argue that the traveling pulpit is not here to argue with other preachers and other ministries. The traveling pulpit is here to deliver the truth of God's word. And Jesus has said no man gets to the father, but by him. Which means the father will not know you if the son does not know you. That is the truth. So if you want to know the father, know the son. If you want to build a relationship with the father, build a relationship with the son. Because one will not receive you without the other. Because you will not be known by, not, by either one. But all you have to do. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And from that point on, from that point of confessing and believing and receiving, that comes the relationship. That right there is the start of a relationship. That will put you in in great standing, in good company. Your slate will be wiped clean. What are you, What is your slate being wiped clean from? Clean from sin, brothers and sisters. We are all under the penalty of sin. This is why our kingdom is being taken over by the needle. Because of sin. Because of man's self-destruction. The first, the first thing man did outside of having a job and having a, a wife was kill himself. And I believe the last thing that man is going to do before Christ returns is kill himself. We're seeing that right now. We're seeing that right now. The only thing man wants to do is conquer and kill. But Jesus Christ has come to give life and to give it more abundantly. How? By confessing with your mouth. Believing in your heart. Knowing that you're saved. But only if you remove your feelings and your emotion can the truth come in and take up residence in your spirit. The spirit wants to be connected to God. The spirit wants to be connected to Christ, but the flesh wants to be connected to the world. We are peculiar beings. We are. But God knows every one of our hearts. 
He knows who we are, where we are, who will accept him, who will deny him. But that's, that's, but it does not stop the traveling pulpit from coming to deliver the word of God. To tell you that Jesus Christ wants a relationship with you, that the father wants to be a part of your life. Change, change only comes when you allow Christ into your life right here. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. You will be saved. That's when change comes. That's when you begin to build that relationship with God through Christ. Traveling pulpit family, I have I have just have the utmost honor to God for being able to deliver this message and believing by faith that this message is going to go out on today. You know, I started a website. It's called travelingpulpitministries.com. There you'll find blogs, you'll find a picture, bio, um, where you also can can uh, link to the message on today. I will set it up to where you can do that also. But the website, <coughs> excuse me, is so you can have an opportunity to connect with me because I want to connect with you. I want to know who you are. I want to know uh, uh, in what area of the United States or the world that you're from, because we are a global family. We are a global family. If you don't realize that, open your Bible. If you don't believe that, open your Bible. And just in general, open your Bible. There is a place on there where you can contact me, reach out to me, and I'll reach back. I want to know you. I want you to know me. We are all in this together. And times are beginning to prove this. There are so many, so many things that are happening right now that will get into our emotions that will begin to stir our feelings. But be mindful, traveling pulpit family. The truth is what needs to be heard. Lay down your feelings, lay down your emotions and let the truth rise up in you. Be truth seekers. Be truth speakers. And be searchers for God and his word and his kingdom. And remember, those who have been called, the world is against you. The world is against us. But the things of the world are against God. And by us being for God, it's against us, but God is for us. And God says, whomever be for us, who can be against us? I would much rather have the world against me than God against me. But Traveling Pulpit family, reach out, check out the website, uh, check out the blogs, check out the, the contributions page. And if the Holy Spirit places upon your heart to, to leave a donation as little as $5, what that does, it helps keep the podcast going for one. 
It also helps with with the traveling the traveling pulpit to partner with other ministries who work in ministries in the United States and also throughout the world. You see, the traveling pulpit is a full blown podcast ministry. Whatever the Lord asks of of the traveling pulpit to do, the traveling pulpit will be there to do. Whomever uh, the traveling pulpit gets involved with, it will be a ministry that is God based and God fearing because we are God based and God fearing. So with that said, traveling pulpit family, I pray that you will seek the Lord, that you will allow the Lord to get in front of you so that you will see after the Lord's glory pass over you, how he changed your life through hindsight and giving you the foreknowledge of knowing that prophecy or the unfulfillment of prophecy is yet to come. But if he is with you, who can be against you? Traveling pulpit family, I love you. I thank you. I'm going to work out how to get music for an intro and an outro. I think it would be so wonderful to have a little musical uh, chord or, or so. But that comes in time. Right now, we have the message. Right now, what's what's important is the message. I know I want to do some some other things with, with the podcast, but right now, the podcast is asking, God is asking me to deliver the message. So that's what I'm doing. I, um, I'm doing just that. And I hope that you have a great weekend, a great week to come. Be prayed up. Tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Share this message with your friends, your family, your co-workers, whomever you believe needs to hear this message, share this message with them. And remember, the traveling pulpit is here for you. All you have to do is reach out and we'll reach back. Until then, traveling pulpit family, this is Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying, I love you. I look forward to doing this with you again real soon. And goodbye for now.